Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our series we've titled In God We Trust. There is no doubt that we are living in a season of chaos and conflict, but that does not have to deplete your soul. The things that you read in the news or on your social media does not have to indicate how you are living inside. We, my friends, can live in confidence knowing that God is for us, He cares about us, and that we have confidence no matter what we face. And in this series, we're going to be unpacking what that looks like for you. So would you join with us and come along as we truly can proclaim in God we trust. Enjoy today's message. Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our very first message in our series, In God We Trust. Now, today we're going to be laying pretty foundational thought here, and that is the fact that we all want to trust God. But the reality is, is that we live in a broken world. (laughs) You and I live in a world where it's hard to trust. And we have good reason to struggle with trust. We've had relationships where things didn't go the way we thought they would. We've relied on our bank account and the economy falls apart and we're left without any retirement or investments. We've all experienced, if you've been in this world long enough and and lived through some of the things we have over the last couple of decades, we've experienced some pretty crazy things. And so it's hard to trust, just in general. But then you add to it the fact that when it comes to trusting God, it's hard to trust in a being that is hard to experience, or it's hard to relate to. It's, it's hard to, to connect with a God that doesn't act like us, doesn't live like us, doesn't, doesn't respond to our senses the way we do. And then, of course, we all go through difficult seasons where we feel like God should have been there. He wasn't. And so whether you feel like you struggle with trust or not, I really encourage you in this time today to not just check out or not just shut it off because I've heard this before and I really don't struggle with trust. I just want you to pry in and let the Holy Spirit through the Word of God speak to you and examine Maybe there are some areas in my life where I struggle with trust. Because I believe that every single one of us, even those who are well along in their years and following Jesus, we all struggle with trust. There's always something that we hold on to that God would desire for us to let go so we can experience truly how awesome God is, how really in control he is. And so let me begin by sharing what I think is very common when it comes to not trusting. 
You see, when I was working in the grocery business, I was a manager for a while in a department in, a, in kind of the, the cornerstone store of that organization. It was kind of the mecca. It was where everybody wanted to go to. It was the mothership. It was the original, the OG grocery store in that company. And, and I had the opportunity to be a part of that amazing store for many years. But because I felt like I wanted to be closer to home and wanted to have a, a, a lesser of a demand on my family, I decided to go and just be a, a regular full-time employee at another store as a meat guy, just a regular meat worker. And so I worked underneath a meat manager that was fairly insecure. Now, I was pretty insecure myself, and so uh, we both didn't jive very well. And because I came from the mother store and was pretty, uh, I guess if you would, generated a lot of income, I came from a place where I was really ahead of him in career, and then to come serve him, not only was I insecure, but he was insecure with me coming in as a person under him. And so we had this little agreement that I came in and I just wanted to work and I just wanted to be there for him. But it came to a head eventually where my work ethic and how I was such a driver caused him to feel very uncomfortable. And he lashed out at me one time. And the reason I share this story is because I was just trying to do my work and he misunderstood me. And it was at that moment, not that he was a bad guy, but when he lashed out at me and got angry at me over something really silly, like I don't even remember what it was anymore because it was that silly. When he came across me, I lost trust for him. I could no longer talk to him the same way. I could no longer relate to him. I, I no longer could trust him. And from that moment on, our relationship was never the same. And see, I think that's the way it is with us and God. I didn't really realize it at that point, and that took years of me reflecting on it and just coming back across it again in my thoughts. But I believe that we all have a time with God where things just didn't go the way we thought they would. And underneath it all, it's not like we say we don't trust God anymore, but we just take back a little bit of our life. and We don't let him have that area because things didn't end up the way we thought they would. A relationship didn't go the way we thought they would. Our finances didn't go the way we thought they would. Maybe we decided to try tithing and things just fell apart. We couldn't pay our bills and we're like, well, God, we're doing what you said and Things are going the wrong way. So you don't trust God anymore. And so today we want to examine, can we regain trust after we've lost it? Can we truly trust God wholeheartedly? If God were to come up alongside you today, would he say that you trust him fully? I believe, we may never be 100% on our trust, we're humans, right? But I believe that you and I can grow in our trust. 
And though our trust may be broken because of our misunderstanding, we can regain that trust again. But I want to tell you, just like a muscle, it must be developed. It can't be just out of nowhere. Like, boom, you have full trust. It's something that you develop. Now, if you've ever went to the gym or worked out, you understand that you just don't jump underneath a bench press and put up 225 pounds unless you're a really beefy guy. You can put up that much. But most of us, us normal people, when we walk into a gym, we're not just going to deadlift 400 pounds or put up 225 on a bench press, right? We would be destroyed. And we'd be probably meeting Jesus a lot sooner than what we anticipated, right? Our trust muscle is just like our, our physical body. It is something that we develop over time. And so we're going to begin right where we are and start building that trust. In today's message, we're going to examine a story that I find fascinating. It's a story where Jesus is preaching to a lot of people. So many people that they start crowding in around him. And he is by a sea, and so he has nowhere to go. He has all these people, and they want to hear him. And he wants to proclaim to him this good news of the gospel, of him being sent to redeem them. And so he looks around, and he notices some fishermen coming in from the sea who have been fishing all night, all day. They haven't caught anything, but... They're professional fishermen, and they have a nice boat. And so he asked them, as they come in and are taking care of their nets, hey, can I jump in your boat and preach? I, I have this captive audience, and if I go just a little bit between the water and all these people and me being up just a little bit higher, I'll be able to speak to them all clear. And so we come to Luke chapter 5, verses 4 through 11, as he's proclaiming, and then he asked the question to Peter. Listen to this. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let your nets out for a catch. Master Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing, but if you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they did this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, because I'm a sinful man, Lord. For he and those who were with him were amazed at the catch of the fish they had taken. So were James and John, Zebedee's sons, who were Simon's partners. Don't be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on, you'll be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. Now, from this simple passage, I want to establish two prayers that you can incorporate into your life to build your trust. Because, friends, I want to be very clear about this today. I believe you can build your trust with God and in turn experience what Peter, James, and John, and all the other disciples experienced when they truly trusted God. I 
again. Not that they were perfect, not that you will be perfect. They had their ups and downs. But let me tell you, the life they encountered after they left everything and followed him was magnificent. It was something that we all should desire. And so let's take a look at these two questions. The first one, found in verse 5, Lord, help me to obey even when I don't understand. Isn't that good? You're all going to experience things that just don't make sense, right? (laughs) For Peter and his gang, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets, right? Jesus says, throw out your nets. Peter's like, are you crazy? We've been here all night long, Jesus. This is not the time of day, first of all, (laughs) to be fishing, and we have no luck here already, right? I mean, and second of all, Jesus, you're a teacher of the law, and I am a professional fisherman. If anything, I should be telling you what to do in regards to fishing. But if you say so, but if you say so, but if you say so, Peter trusted Jesus, even when it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. This may seem like a rather small, insignificant thing. But in our lives, it's the insignificant things, it's the little things that make a difference, that add up. There's other parts in the Bible where and Jesus says that if, if I can trust you with a little, I can trust you with a lot. Now, I don't know if, if that's how God works in our lives on a regular or not. But I think he's putting things in our path every day saying, will you trust me in this? It's a little thing. Are you just going to pass it off and say, eh? Are you going to answer that phone? Stop by that person on the side of the road. Are you going to trust me? Are you going to call up that person? You see, you don't have to understand completely in order to obey immediately. You don't have to understand completely to obey immediately. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 this is in the old NIV translation. says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will make your past right. You've been in the church world at all. You know that verse probably by heart. But this verse says to trust in who? God. Not in yourself. Trust in God. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now that word acknowledge is is more of a knowing him, right? To know him. In all your ways, know him. This is very powerful and very important that you get this today. 
Because how do you know him? There's only one way. Spend time with him. And how do you spend time with him? In his word and in prayer. That's how you know him. Because let me tell you this, this is so, so very true in all aspects of life. The only way you can trust somebody is if you really know them. And that comes with time. Both time in length of time, in years, as well as time getting to know them intimately. The more you know somebody, the more you can either trust them or not trust them, right? It goes both ways. Trust is important. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Spend time with him. When you spend time with God, you can know without a shadow of a doubt that he's for you. He's got you no matter what you face in any season. He's got you. And we read in verses 6 and 7 of Luke 5, when they did this, when they obeyed him, even though it didn't make sense, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to tear. So they signaled their partners from the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats full so that they began to sink. This brings us to our second prayer that we ask to build our trust, and that is, Lord, help me surrender when I cannot control. Lord, help me surrender what I cannot control. You see, when Peter realized that Jesus just wasn't some ordinary teacher, right? He called him rabbi, a teacher. He fell down at his feet and said, get away from me. You're God. I'm a sinner. He acknowledged in that moment, he got down on his face, get away from me. I know who I am. I do not belong in your presence. Peter was being very honest, very open, very vulnerable in that moment. He's like, I don't, I, I should not be here. Please get away from me. But what did Jesus say in return? Verses 10 and 11. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. What? Like, He's a sinful person. God can't be in the presence of a sinful man. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. He embraced them. He said, you can come close to me. My yoke is easy. Burden is light. Come to me. I'm gracious. I'm forgiving. Loving. But not only did he embrace him, this is great. He commissioned them. From now on, you'll be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. There's something that Peter couldn't control in that moment. He couldn't control the fact that God could have killed him in that moment. He couldn't control the fact that God forgave him in that moment. He couldn't control the fact that God commissioned him in that moment. Everything was out of his control in that moment. And what did he do? He left everything. Everything. Now this isn't just like, like 
giving away some money. This wasn't like, <laughs> like God called them and they left their career. They left their home. They left their family. They left everything. God tested them in a little thing. Do you trust me? You put out. You trusted me. <sighs> now come follow me. They trusted him every step of the way. They trust him. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Today's version might be some trust in the economy, some trust in who holds office, some trust in their retirement, some trust in their health. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Trusting means we are willing to give him everything with open hands knowing that he is the one who fights for us. And the only way we know that, the only way we can, can truly believe that is if we spend time with him. Get to know him, as Proverbs said. So today, it all begins with trusting. Do you believe that Jesus truly is who he says he is. If you don't believe that he is who he says he is, that he is God, that Jesus came to earth, he lived a perfect life, he died and was buried, but he rose three days to forgive you and me of our sins so that we could be in the presence of God forever. Do you believe in that? Because if you don't believe in that, all this other stuff I talked about today, it means nothing means nothing. You see, the Bible so clearly says in Romans 3.23 that we've all made mistakes. And Romans 6.23 says the result of that is death and separation from God for all of eternity. God cannot be in the presence of evil, of sin. And the moment you made a lie, the moment you cheated on a test, the moment you took something that wasn't yours, that is enough. The moment you, you spoke evil of somebody, wrongly of somebody, gossiped, Negative, fear, anger, all of it is far from what God had in mind for you and I, the Garden of Eden. But the beautiful thing is, is Jesus came and he gave us an avenue. And then Paul says so perfectly in Romans 10, 9, if we confess that we've wronged him, and if we believe that Jesus is Lord, we'll be saved. So today, if that rings true for you, that you're a sinner and you need forgiveness and you believe Jesus is the only way, then it is simply telling Jesus that, saying, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. I want to give my life to you and trust you. That's where it begins. And then every day for the rest of your life, me included and everybody else who's a part of the family, God included, we wake up asking God, what area of my life do I need to give control to you that I need to trust you in? I will not trust in finances. I will not trust in who 
whoever holds office. I will not trust in my job. I will not trust in my spouse. I won't trust in my parents. There is only one thing in this world we can completely trust, and that is Jesus. And so today, if you're anything like me, my closing thought for you is go to Jesus and ask him, where can I trust you more? What do I need to let control of? Remember, God embraces sinners. But not only does he embrace them, he forgives them, and he commissions them. You have been commissioned to do great things for God, but if you don't trust in him, if you don't go to him and say, I need you, and you rely on yourself, you get stuck and you fall short. So today, go to Jesus. He will strengthen you, empower you, encourage you. Go to him, know him, continually run to him. Give him the first fruits of your life. See what he will do. Father, I pray for every person listening today that they will, first of all, give you their lives. Make you Savior and Lord. You are the one in control of their life. They were bought with a price, a price they cannot pay. And then, not only will they give their life to you today, but they will do it every day. And that you will reveal those areas that we need to let go of and let you take control of. I pray that for every person listening, that they can experience exactly what Peter did and his buddies did while they were in the boat, the power of God and how it transformed their lives. May it transform each and every one of our lives in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Nexus Church family, for joining us today. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, or anything that you would like to connect with, go to our website, nexuschurchmn.com, and you can find all of the ways that you can connect with us, or you can email us at nexuschurchmn at gmail.com. Facebook message us or whatever works for you so that we can help you connect with Jesus and with others. We'll see you again real soon.